0: Hey everybody, I'm Matt Powers and this is Jamie Owens of Earthship Seattle and we're talking today about what can we all learn from Earthships and apply in our daily lives because that's what we really need to do. We need to take this Earthship thing and make it a part of our way of thinking.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So why don't you tell us about it Jamie? How did you find out about this word Earthship?
1: So. I learned about Earthships about five years ago. A friend of mine sent me a documentary called The Garbage Warrior. And I watched that documentary and absolutely fell in love with Earthships. It really struck me because it is a solution to so many of the problems that we're facing in the world right now. Um, Earthships have been around since the 70s, and they've through a lot of trial and error really perfected the design at this point, and they developed a technique called biotexture, hmm. which is using architecture that works with the forces of nature to take care of all of our needs.
0: Wow, sounds pretty permaculture. It, it is. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. That's awesome. So you heard about this, and then how did you get involved with Earthship Seattle?
1: So I started our ship, Seattle. Okay. So after watching the documentary, I hopped on good old Facebook and started looking around trying to find if this was happening in my area, if there was anything going on. And I happened to find um, a guy, Florian, and he was hosting a movie screening. So there was another movie called New Solutions. And I went to his house in October of 2012. And we watched the documentary. There was about 10 people there. And at the end of the movie, we said, well, what's the next step? What do we do? And so we started with a group of four people. And we started hosting meetups around Seattle and movie screenings. And founded the organization Earthship Seattle, which is a group of volunteers with the purpose of uh, spreading awareness about earthships and uh, building an earthship.
0: Wow. How long ago was that? Five years ago. Wow. That's just been an incredible journey.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've <laughs> learned a lot. Like, I had no idea about permaculture or anything else. Sustainability, I barely understood what it meant. And so, through this journey, I've learned a ton and found a new way of life.
0: There's absolutely so much more complexity when you really dive in deep. Uh, I mean, I, I worry about recycling nowadays. I mean, we learn more and more that. When people recycle things, it's energy intensive a lot of the time, or it's polluting. Yeah. Uh, or it goes to, to to places we have no idea where it goes, and it ends up in the ocean somehow. Mm-hmm. It-
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, for a while, my brother was working at the recycle center, and his job was a picker. So his job was to go, this garbage would come down the conveyor, conveyor belt, and he would pick out the plastic, and then they would put it into bales and put it on a cargo ship and send it to China or Japan where it would get melted down, re- recycled. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is over time, the plastic breaks down and is leaching into the products. And you know, a lot of it doesn't make it from the recycle center to the here in America to where it's going. So yeah, it's a problem. It's not. It's not a real solution. So we do have an answer to that, though.
0: Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the answer might have to do with tires too, right?
1: Absolutely. Because I know a lot yeah. of
0: permaculturists around here are worried about tires and their gardens. And I mean, I've done it. I've created a tire garden, um, and I've read also read all the reports and all the the, the studies. And it's always done on Tires that have already been ground down, and even waste disposal of these tires involves so much more waste yeah. that it's very difficult to deal with tires in general. But the Earthship solution is quite interesting.
1: Yeah, so the tires are used for thermal mass, and basically you take a sledgehammer and shovel, and you. Pile in about two and a half wheelbarrows worth of dirt into the tire. Pound it with a sledgehammer until it's bulging. And then you stack another tire on top of that and repeat the process until you have the tire wall. And the other side of the building is glass. It's a greenhouse. So the sun comes in through that greenhouse window and heats up the tire wall. And as the temperature in the house drops, the heat radiates from the wall and keeps your house warm. Yeah. They discovered this in New Mexico where it gets very cold. And it's really amazing when you're in an earthship and the night falls and you feel the heat coming out of the wall. It's really pretty impressive.
0: And then you can also completely coat it in cob, right? Or is it, com- yeah. it? Or is it exposed?
1: No. Yeah. No, it, you compl- You don't know that it's a tire wall once it's once it's all set up. And I think then, that's
0: the concern. I think people yeah. just imagine it being like touchable, but it's not even. You don't even
1: see it. No, you don't know it's there. And they've done a lot of studies on the off gassing, all the questions that come up about it. They've actually done the engineering studies for those, so that's, right. that's all available.
0: And you know, the funny thing is, when you actually look into what's required in these advanced progressive states, they, uh, everything's toxic. Yeah. I mean, what's required is toxic. Yeah. And so you're like, uh, I mean, all these conversations about what ifs, it's like, no, 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 we already know that the way we're doing it currently that's approved is toxic, is carcinogenic. Yeah. We, we need to take responsibility, pay our debt up front, up front and, you know, not grind those tires up and make them volatile and totally transportable. We need to sequester that.
1: Yeah. So earthships are a great solution. Yeah, and, it, and, it's and it's focused. plastic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's focused too. I mean, when, when, you, when you showed me those bottle bricks, I was like, holy cow, how many plastic bags are inside
1: it? It's amazing how much garbage will fit into one plastic bottle. A whole garbage sack full of plastic. I wow. Mean, and you can get really detailed with it too, and take even potato chip bags. You got to wash all the food off of them. This is very important. You don't want any organic materials inside of your bottle bricks because they will build up gases and explode and if it's inside your wall, then that really causes a problem. So <sighs> that's an important piece to it. But bottle bricking is amazing and it really increases your awareness. You know, when I'm at the grocery store, I look at something and I'm like, no way I'm buying that. Look at all that plastic. I don't want to have to shove it into a bottle. <laughs> you know, it really makes you think about what you're, what you're doing as a consumer. As wow. So well. How yeah. much
0: time do you spend a week um, taking responsibility for your waste?
1: I would say probably two hours a week Wow! at this point. It was probably more in the beginning, but now I have a nice system for dealing with it. So, yeah.
0: For a lot of people, um, in their minds, they're like, well, I compost and I recycle. Is that good enough? And it
1: really isn't. It's not, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was a good start, though. But yeah. now, now it's next level time. It's time to yeah. really take ownership of what we're putting out there.
0: So... What is your definition of an earthship and what what where should we be looking to put these earthships in our in our daily lives in our communities right now?
1: The definition of an earthship is it fits within these six principles that you're repurposing materials like bottles and cans and tires, you're harvesting rainwater with a roof and repurposing it four times. You're using solar wind, wind and solar electricity, uh, growing your own food, and thermal heating and cooling.
0: And dealing with your own waste on on, on site.
1: Yes, and that's actually part of the water system, how that all works. So basically you catch rainwater with the roof, it gets filtered, becomes your washing water. And then it goes into your planter botanicals, waters your plants in the greenhouse. Then it goes into your toilet, becomes your black water, goes into a modified septic tank, and then it goes into a contained leach field where it is eaten up by your uh, landscaping plants. Wow! Yeah,
0: that's awesome, right? <laughs> so, how many of there are are, are there? Out there right now how many earth ships are there?
1: Earth ships there's hundreds of them Okay. Uh, mainly in Taos New Mexico but around the world there mm-hmm. are a lot of earthships. ships um, there aren't any here in the Northwest because people have wondered if it would work here with our wet climate so that's what we're working to prove is that it, it will work here and we've
0: but there's straw bale and cob here already yeah so there wouldn't be any difference
1: I don't think so. No, uh the main concern I think is that you need that um thermal mass. So we need more sun. So we're going to have to modify a couple of things to make sure that we can collect the heat in the tires to keep the house warm. So we're thinking maybe a rocket stove or some other way of going about it. We could get really fancy and do like a geothermal system. Yeah. You know. So there there's other ways around it, but yeah.
0: And maybe we can call Erica and Ernie Wisner and come over and do a rocket stove.
1: Right? That would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just route that through the floor and you get radiant heating.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just that easy.
1: It is, yeah. So there's a lot of alternatives to making that that technology work here.
0: So are there any places in the world that Earthships don't work?
1: No, that's why they call the global model Earthship a global model, because they stand by the fact that they can make it work anywhere in the world. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, so there's not, I mean, in permaculture, there's really not many people out there working in architecture and working in buildings. Uh, Most notably, Bill Mollison, the co-creator of permaculture, the concept, the word really, the concept's an enduring concept um, that's linked through all of our cultures, Uh, His grandson, Stuart Muir Wilson, coined the term permatecture. Okay. Yeah, and I created these principles based on what he was doing. And it's fascinating, like, the interplay between earthships and permaculture and these principles I made and the principles you just listed. Um, And, like, a bunch of my principles are, like, uh, must be, like, affordable, must be um, open to all, accessible to all. So... You know, if if you if if you are special needs, you can do it. If you are older and can't lift, you can do it. And it's like a lot of these cob and earth created buildings, um, and these hand built buildings are totally accessible, so that it can be that classroom of middle schoolers making an earthship yeah. with guidance. You know, making sure that it's safe and all, but giving people the confidence that they can do it themselves and they can do the right thing themselves is really incredibly powerful and so I really hope that Earthships continue to go forward and that we see Earthships as something that becomes a a fundamental response to the pollution and trash issue. So something that I got to see recently uh, in Seattle that was where we met actually was the trash studio. Uh huh. And so that was like a, min, a miniature earth, earth ship, or is yeah. that just its name?
1: Yeah. So um, we needed to get a project started. You know, mm-hmm. we had spent three years doing meetup groups and all kinds of fun little activities, but we really needed a project. And so this wonderful woman, Roxanne, volunteered her driveway to let us build a tool shed because it's small enough that we didn't need a permit for it, but we did get to experiment with all the different principles of an earthship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've built and we did the whole thing spending no money, which was really a challenge. Wow. Cause we H- of that work. It was a lot of sourcing. We learned how to be sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorcery made it work. <laughs> so we, uh, We put ads on Craigslist and uh, did a lot of looking around, and the hardest part was getting truckloads of dirt, Hmm. because we needed a lot of dirt to build the berm over the backside of the tires. Wow. Yeah.
0: Where did the dirt come from that you got?
1: It ended up coming from a construction site. We met a dump truck owner who was really into earthships and our cause, and he would bring us truckloads of dirt as we needed it, so... Wow. It, it took a while to get it all together. So even still after 3 years, the Seattle Trash Studio is is still needing some of the finishing touches, but it's near completion. Now, if we had used money on the project, it would have went a lot faster. But it was still it was a great project and it's in uh the Columbia City district of Seattle, which is a very low income area and that was part of the point we wanted to demonstrate that with community and teamwork you can build anything you can really create something nice for yourself wow
0: yeah so what what does a typical build if you have all the funds look like time-wise and what kind of materials could could let's say we're maybe not san francisco because they've almost down to zero waste (laughs) but let's say we're in a a a trash uh heavy city yeah maybe like we're in fresno or sacramento or something like that and what, what would we need to, and how long would it take?
1: So the actual, once you have a crew of volunteers and you're ready to build, you have your materials gathered, the actual build itself only would take about six weeks. Six to eight weeks. And then um, ga- just sourcing the things that you need. Tires are easy. Everyone's happy to have you come and take tires away for them. So you need about uh, 1,200 tires, right? And then you're going to go collect a bunch of wine bottles, like the Blue Sky Vodka bottles are really nice because they're pretty. You want to get all the different kinds of colored bottles that you can get. And then you saw them in half, and you take the two bottom ends, and you tape them together at the center. And those are used for passive light walls that are inside the Earthship between your greenhouse and your bedroom, say, or your greenhouse and your living room. And uh, then also making plastic bottle bricks. So however long it takes you to do the sourcing is, you know, that's that wow. depends. But, yeah, once you have your whole team there and everything's set to go, it doesn't take long. Huh. And generally, um, the way that we're going to do the project that we're working on uh, – the Earthship biotexture people will get they will use it for their academy and then students that have gone through their courses will come and help with the build and then and they pay to do that so that actually comes off of the cost of the build wow which is really great
0: so how many states are are, are Earthships in currently
1: I would say probably six states, but I'm just guessing. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: we have a lot of ground to cover. We
1: do, yeah. This is the forefront. It's actually really easy to build Earth ships in Africa and in other countries, in the Mm. Philippines and other places, but America, it's a little harder because it is an off-grid building, and we are dipping into those pockets with our off-gridness, so... we'll see. We have a journey ahead of us, and that's why we're going to build uh, the Earthship Seattle Visitor Center. is a project that we've gotten 501c3 sponsorship for, and uh, going through the process of building that will more or less pave the way for other people to build in the future.
0: Okay. So, we're going to be able to see this build happen. Yes. (laughs) This is going to be great.
1: It is. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, and so... Everyone's going to be able to see exactly how these are created, exactly why these are so powerful. I mean, how much trash can go into one building? A lot. Have we have we calculated it?
1: Uh, no, I don't know off the top of my head, but if you go to... You lose track. Right? Yeah, a lot. If you go to earthship.com, that's the... Uh, earthship biotexture in taos that's their website and they have listed on there you can find all the statistics and studies and stuff
0: wow well i'll put that up for sure yeah thank you so much jamie
1: yeah Good. my pleasure thanks for having me
0: awesome all right so next time we'll be dropping in we'll be seeing the start of the earthship Woo-hoo! So stay tuned awesome Thank you so much for joining us and thinking about Earthships because we all need to take responsibility for our trash, for our waste, for the things that we are putting out into the world. This concept of there is no way is enduring. And, you know, we all grew up with it, yet we still haven't embodied it in, you know, taking it into our daily lives. But now is the time. We need to take this concept of Earthships and apply it everywhere. And that's why this is just the the start of my journey with Jamie and Earthship Seattle. I'm going to be documenting this whole process as they install this Earthship. And I'm going to be putting it in the Advanced Permaculture Student Online. And if you're part of this course, you're going to get to see how this is done. And then we're going to start thinking about how this can be applied in your community, how this can be applied on a small scale, large scale, we could see a completely different world emerge if we start seeing solutions in the ever-increasing problem of pollution. I invite you to check out the Advanced Permaculture Student Online, Earthship Seattle is part of it, as well as over 35 different other organizations and teachers giving you a holistic spectrum of thought in the regenerative space. So we would love for you to join us, check it out on our website, the permaculturestudent.com under Courses. And have an amazing week. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. I'm Matt Powell.